Pickaxe. Folks, welcome to Dungeons and Randomness. Since 2012, myself and an amazing cast of 18 have been telling stories in our homebrew world of Theria. Four different groups explore lost ruins, run for political office, rage against a mad king, set sail to long forgotten islands, and so much more. Every group has a different story and flavor, and every season or arc has a new set of groups and stories all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons & Randomness wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. You wanted the drop, but you couldn't have it. Oh. Welcome to Hat Chat. Close. Littered with disappointments. Episode 60, the big six zero. Oh, the big six oh. Wow. We did it. Welcome. I am Chris Trot. Oh, you're Chris Trot. I'm Ross Hornby. Yeah. And I'm Alex wow. Smith. And that music was by Jed wow. Allen. Thank you very much for that lovely finger. It really took us on a journey Jed. there. There was big I mean, Jed. there's only Honestly. so many ways you can really dress up the same melody. It's amazing to hear how sort of Wild people yeah, can get pop with charts, it. Alex. Well, yes. out, you don't have to use that melody. You like, you can honestly freestyle. Do what you want. You could do be like, you know, nice welcome to the Hat Chat Show. Here's three guys that you just shouldn't trust. Something sure. like that could work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That could work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's a lyrics for you. But yeah, thanks, Jed Allen. Honestly, that was just a snippet of the whole song. So stay tuned for the end for that. Yes. it's great. Thank um, you, Jed. If you didn't know. We're doing these weekly now, so you're mm-hmm. getting even more hat chats. So tune in every Friday. Make sure you subscribe on your relevant podcasting app and or YouTube and or Patreon. Wow. Where they get it ad free. That's right. We're injecting ads now into the podcast format. So if you don't like that, then there is the Patreon uh, com slash hat films. Thank you uh, in advance for that. And they have chosen. Man. They yeah. have chosen. I gave them three hypothetical questions, which is how we kick off our hat chats now. They have made their choices as to what they prefer. We have number one and number two here lined up. Okay. So without further ado, I am not going to beat around the bush here. We've got some interesting ones this week. So Alex Smith, Alan by trade, please let us know. <laughs> by trade. Okay. The, the next question submitted to us by our patreons is what kind of movie or tv show would you make if money slash skill wasn't an option or an object sorry an object god damn it money wasn't an option that's a big different Different question i messed up what kind of movie or tv show would you make if money and skill wasn't an object so you know there's there's no limitations Uh, i suppose it wasn't a barrier um, God, I don't know really because I've never really thought about anything we've ever come up with has always been fairly low budget in my mind anyway mm. so to think bigger than that you're thinking what like Marvel level it's budgets hard. I feel like limitation creates creativity right because you work with those those that budget and that constraint mm. it's like how can we make that the best thing possible and obviously those creative workarounds can spur on more thoughts Yeah, but be given complete access to anything budget be damned 
Mm. I don't know. I always wanted to make something like Goodfellas, you know, but like maybe oh. we could go even more like bombastic with it, with a bigger budget. Even obviously, it was. I mean, it had a pretty reasonable budget at the time, but um, yeah, that was a gangster a, film, really, of some kind. But um, gangster, gangster, gangs, gangs of London, or would it be Are American? That, still? Well, that was. Um, I don't know. I mean, probably London, yeah, because I mean, when you look at things like. Um, like Snatch and Lockstock, like there's a certain style to them that's really quite cool. But obviously, again, I think what you said before, whereas like that had a lower budget, and that was, if anything, what made it kind of there's a charm to it, right? Yeah. Um, God, that's a really difficult question. I think. I, think, um, I mean, I like Trot says, limitations do often define what makes something special. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, however, I mean, I, I have two answers to this. I'd yep. make a non-fiction wow. TV show and I'd make a fiction TV show. Um, the fiction TV show would be like crazy high budget, high fantasy. So, you know, I'm talking like sweeping landscape shots using helicopters and people on horses, you know, the full Lord yeah. of the Rings I'd, kind of. I'd steal the Stormlight Archive franchise right. and make a huge budget TV show. And just make yeah. a TV like, show like, like that. your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like high magic, like lots of effects, yeah. lots of sets, anything, lots of crew everything yeah yeah like no cgi so it all has to be made yeah that would be even better that's, oh, that would be the best yeah. part so because obviously like when like lord of the rings fellowship like style yeah, exactly so where everything's yeah. real and that's that's where obviously the cost goes you know crazy when you start making real sets for things like but back like, in like the 19 everything has to be made yeah like, like early 20th century stuff like is it ben-hur yeah. and things like that when they yeah. had like thousands oh, of people on set and that was how, yeah. how they did it yeah yeah Huge crowds yeah. real crowds yeah uh real like soldiers and stuff like well not real soldiers but real actors doing soldiers being soldiers mm. um that's where most of the money normally goes right so if you could you know unlimited budget that's where i would i would put it really yeah like i, mean, I am thinking lord of the rings already so yeah <laughs> And yeah. for non-fiction, we take three teams of amateurs in Space Race. And basically, three teams of amateurs have like a Scrap Heap Challenge-style TV oh, show. That'd be so good. They, where they can mix and match old and disused rocketry from over the years. So there's like Russia <laughs> and the US, all of their old shit. So you've got like the, the goddamn space shuttle strapped onto an old like Sputnik-style rocket. or You know, <laughs> not Sputnik, but you know, one of the Russian rockets. And just see who can get to space and back safely. <laughs> yeah. We've got the budget to take the discovery out of the museum and back in the scrapyard. Exactly. <laughs> They've converted this SR6, uh, like SR spy plane into a space plane. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> this guy just knows yeah. how to weld. <laughs> and then we can have like all the experts coming because we can afford them. Like, guys from nasa we just take those guys time up to be like oh this is how you can actually correct it and make it functional and off we go yeah let's do the oh man the, the shots of like the takeoffs would be insane <laughs> yeah, yeah you'd right. just be like Jeez. well let's see if these guys die um <laughs> so it'd be literally a tv show which would get humanity to space maybe mm. to mars what imagine if that was the tv show that did it that like instead of like the elon musks and the jeff bezos is like doing their whole like dick uh length measuring contest mm-hmm. of getting to space first what if a tv show was like x factor is like the best astronaut first one to mars yeah <laughs> yeah that would be pretty happened cool. to be a welder from stafford what it takes huh is it kind What's of reality tv as well at the same time it could be i, guess it I mean be. it'd have to be because you'd be fascinated by the lives of the people like it's a bit like um yeah. you know guy martin 
um, yeah. who has Just gone on to be like a documentarian, but was originally a superbike like racer and yeah. um, truck repairman, I think as well. Like I think he serviced like uh, eighteen wheelers and things. Um, yeah. And it's just funny to see a guy like that go on to have all these crazy experiences. And it's kind of interesting because of who he is and because of his, like, like background. It's just, I mean, first of all, he's got balls of steel, which is probably the underlying yeah. point about all of it. It's just, yeah, if you're willing, willing to go the distance, yeah. if you're willing to travel 220 mile an hour down an Isle of Man road, like a country road, you're probably up for most other things. But like, yeah. uh yeah, no, I love stuff like that. The, the human side of the crazy stories. <laughs> well, plus, it would be, it'd be more than just, like, you know, uh, not to dismiss uh, the X Factor or anything like that and people's talents, but, like, astronauts, like, following astronauts' lives and then taking yeah. that flight would be, would be so cool. What about the other way, where you there's a documentary series of digging to the core of the Earth? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then <laughs> that would be cool. You follow that journey. So it is a journey to the center of the Earth. Nice. But, but a documentary for version and for real with yeah. the crazy budget and it might take a long time. What is in there? But, well, that's it. Yeah. Let's get to the bottom of it, literally. Do you remember the film? Let's get to the bottom The film of where it. they just find, like, like, at a certain depth, there's just another world. Like, do you, have yeah. you ever seen the film where they get down there and it's just dinosaurs? So Journey to the Center of the yeah, Earth right. is a film, yeah. right? A classic yeah. again. And they get down under those like first big layers and they're just like, oh, it's just a, it's just a dinosaur world down here. And it's just like completely inexplicable. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. but, um, that wasn't a documentary that much. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh, we, we've got it's team Eurotunnel, so it's like the, the French English coalition uh, team down there. We've also we've got like all these other like uh, subway architects and things like that who are all trying desperately to get to the centre of the earth. Who will crack its gooey car? <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of it. <laughs> well, you've seen um, there's been loads of remakes of Godzilla and whatever. What if so I mean, many, and, and you, so many remakes of Godzilla? Like, the there's so many. Can we, know, sorry, so many. can we just talk about that I for know. a moment? I I tried there to find the most recent Godzilla film and like it's, it's, a a, it's an absolute minefield of <laughs> shit films and good films like this is the thing there's a couple that yeah. are good and there are a couple that are terrible and you're like hard to tell the difference anyway mm. go on but what if we remade another one because there's so many anyway but this time use one of those um, we'll make a, a fresh city mm. that can be entirely destroyed oh wow and it needs to be a living thriving city <laughs> and then oh, wow. we have how long do people have to have lived there and for, then a, for a, it's a giant count? animatronic Godzilla will crush and stomp um, through the city and destroy it. This sounds like an idea that Jeff might actually get in on. Like, Jeff Bezos. Like, you know, if you told him he was the pilot of the mech, hey, Jeff, imagine literally stomping on a city of real people. He'd be like, got my cowboy hat on, I'm ready to go. Real, you say? (laughs) No. This kind of gives me, um, I'm sure it's riffed off the same thing, but this anime called Neon Genesis Evangelion, Right. right? They have this whole city, which is super futuristic, constantly getting attacked by these crazy alien things there's like huge mech suits which fight them but the city itself sirens go off everywhere and then the skyscrapers and stuff actually retract into the ground and that like shit so coverings cool. go over the top that's pretty it's cool. like stingray that's we should make that city yeah yeah <laughs> uh that would be cool i like now, that the, it TV hasn't budget. mentioned time it just mentioned money so i guess yeah you could just yeah, spunk a load of cash at it and just get enough people involved. I mean, mm. that's how they built those cities in the first place, right? In China, which are just abandoned and just laying yeah. waste. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but no, that's that, what I pictured. So, 
I like it. I think we've done the whole breadth. We've done documentary. We've done a space race. We've done Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. We've done a high fantasy TV show. Yeah. We've got gangsters. Yeah, I think we've covered a film, wide which, I mean, spectrum. Again, if anything, looking at the rest is, is quite tame. It's pity. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> well, yeah. it was That's the first idea. Stone. So, you know, it's like, it's brave. You're brave to be the first idea. Obviously, it was dwarfed a, almost immediately by much yeah. better ideas, but it was yeah. a good like, first step. How much money did I spend? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was like the all-star gangsters TV show? You've got the yeah. Yakuza. You've wow. got the Mafia. Every I, I thought, like a big... when, when Ross first said this, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, right, shit, so okay. how about this like global All empire? So basically, yeah. the, the show is about how the networks of different criminal infrastructures interact with each other, right? To form a global market. Mm. Because that exists. Like, you, you will at some point have a Russian gangster having a piece of something that, like, uh, a Bristol dealer and a, a, an American <laughs> businessman had a piece of as well, you know? Like, like so you could, yeah, you could, you could spin around the globe. A bit like uh, how... Um, Game of Thrones examines how the different houses and cultures exist oh, yeah. around you them. So the gangster, you could have like, gangster empire. Yeah, House London, and it's like you know that's the London mobsters and the House Ooh, of Russia, yeah. and it's like that. And <laughs> break your kneecaps. Yeah, exactly. It could be really cool. Would you star in your own feature? I'd be all the main characters. Yeah, you'd be in there at least as a cameo, like Peter Jackson. I, I love what P- I love what Peter Jackson did. I think it's yeah. a really good way to do like it. Hidden orc. Yeah. yeah, like a yeah. I think. Anything else, just instantly, if you know the director is immersion breaking and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. fuck, fuck sakes for putting yourself in that. <laughs> or, or rather in an unbelievable role because he's he's visible yeah. in The Hobbit, I think. Um, he sat down or something eating a carrot. The pub, is it? Or, yeah, yeah, something Maybe, like oh, that. Yeah. So, well, he's he in a suit. And it suits, exactly. He doesn't look out of place. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's so you need to know who the director is to notice mm. that, I think, which is... You know, and I think people who bother to know who the director is are probably like, oh, yeah, I mean, he he's done a lot for Lord of the Rings. Like, it's nice to see him have a little piece of it. Like, why not mm. um, be involved? Immortalized yeah. on screen. But I don't, I don't think so I'd go so. for a main role. I, you know, you, you'd be so vastly intimidated by the talent of, like, real he actors. <laughs> yeah. Alex yeah. Smith plays Kaladin Stormblast. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got, like, like, the best actors of a generation because yeah. they've got unlimited budget. And I'm like, yes, let us go, brothers. But, and then is, <laughs> but you have the unlimited budget, so you could just deep fake your face and another actor could just do it. And you go, actually, That's I true. want to change this actor. I'm going to deep fake so myself. So we de-aged Ian McKellen. You to look like me. <laughs> yeah. So that's where the budget's going. I want Ian McKellen's voice. <laughs> oh my God. This director's asking for so much. Mm, and why actor. is he putting his face on all the main characters? <laughs> including all like the female uh, yeah. people. Start to male, go. Everybody. <laughs> You're every role? Uh, Weird. So that, that answers that question, I think, quite succinctly. Yeah, uh, yeah. We covered everything. So shall we wow. move on to a second hypothetical that was chosen? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, all right. If you could choose what the next crazy fake health trend was, what health trend would you create? Is this uh, this is the um, next question? It's difficult. When you so like what like diet pills are currently like a crazy yeah. So yeah. something fake. Or, are they fake? I don't know. So it's got to be fake. Yeah. So um, I saw one that was funny that someone was doing. Uh, it's almost like crazy uh, theories, right? Or mantras and stuff, or rituals that people make up at home. It's like guaranteed to align your chakras and stuff. Yeah. There was a woman, 
uh, I can't remember when this happened, but was pointing a butthole to the sun. Oh. And it's like the sun's energy yeah, right. goes straight to the source through the ass. Like a solar <laughs> panel. It's nature's was this the solar t- panel. One? I, remember ages ago, solar panel. I think we did a story which was, we read it out a story about people tanning their buttholes. I don't know if that's linked. Yeah. Maybe it's. Part, oh, I think it was the same thing. Yeah, where they but yeah, were literally you gained just energy from it. Putting their buttholes to the sky. It stuff writes itself, <laughs> honestly. We don't need to pluck from fiction when mm. people like that are, are creating fake health trends. What about um, sensory enhancements? So okay. you get a couple of cones for your nose to amplify <laughs> your Sense nose. expanders like, or something, yeah. Truly smell, next level smelling, next gen. Next yeah, gen senses. Like in just sense enhancement, but it's all just cones. So like for your it's ears as well. <laughs> so you physical. put cones in your ears, cones in your nose, and then cones around your eyes. <laughs> around I, your can, eyes. I can see and hear and smell it. Like all my senses have been enhanced. <laughs> Enhancer cones. Oh. What about like Enhancer cones. And then one big cone around your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is enhanced. <laughs> just to amplify everything. <laughs> What about like for your um, ass as well um, for the farts? Yeah, I imagine there's probably something that already exists for like extending your legs so you're taller, like some sort of machine oh. that kind of just pumps them so they just feel longer or something. I mean, that's probably yeah. uh, that is genuinely probably a thing. Let's be honest. Like I people imagine probably so. want to be I mean, taller anyway rather than just you've got stick lifts. On heels. Lifts happen a lot in Hollywood mm. with people that have short man syndrome. Like Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. being two of the culprits. Um, what about with the sensory thing, sensory redirection, where it's like, smell your taste. Right. Hear your smell. <laughs> you just got tubes going from one to the other. <laughs> and oh. you, uh, it has technology in it where you could smell what you hear or taste what you smell. Well, actually, no, that's those ones. Yeah, those range, go hand in hand, See yeah. what you taste. <laughs> Don't know. See your taste. Sounds like a... A Pepsi Advil or some shit. Yeah. Or a medical condition. Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. I'm seeing my taste, Doc. What do I do? <laughs> Maybe not so much Take a, these a diet fake health trend. I found online. What? <laughs> fight milk. Fight milk's a good health trend. What kind of doctor are you? Fight milk. Yeah, fight milk. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I guess, yeah, I mean, that that is the trend more often is, is, is dieting and or, well, not fight milk. Fight milk isn't about dieting. It's about getting buff and ready to fight. Even though it's, was it crows? Yeah. Crow's milk in that? I can't yeah, what crow's milk. The only crow's milk. nutritional supplement with crow's milk and alcohol. Yeah, from Always Sunny, yeah. <laughs> They're like, man, this makes yeah. us purge like crazy. We love fight milk. We use it before we need to get in, like take weight. You know, there's the guys, the gym yeah. guys. Yeah, that they're are just like, shivering and, and like, sweating. Nothing gets it out of us like fight milk, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about, um, you know, Limitless has like basically a pill that just makes you overall enhanced yeah is there anything like that which yeah. you could fake maybe uh maybe like a i don't know maybe not a sugar well, pill but so i mean well it has to be fake right i was literally about to say you say sugar pill i think that that would be the exact way to do it because the placebo effect is is yeah. is a real thing it's like a 50 it has like 50 percent um effectiveness like it it the body if it believes it's 50%. under if it believes it's under um the influence of something the human yeah. body acts differently there is a there is a sort of placebo slash prejudice effect yeah so in a way you could say this will keep get you at the top of your game i yeah. mean obviously there's probably advertising standards involved here but you could say like this will oh, make you course, feel yeah. more focused and yeah. you could give people a sugar pill and arguably they may feel slightly more focused because they believe that they should. True. So, I True. mean... Be interesting. What, Maybe what they, if we take this... 
Sorry, yeah, I will level. say the fifty percent stat. Don't sure. check me on that. But there, yeah, there, there, really is, there, there is there is definitely a measured placebo effect that has an effect. <laughs> yeah. Basically, is what I'm saying. I've um, heard that. Yeah, uh, and therefore I believe it. I think I saw it on Facebook. Anyway, uh, what if we took that to the next level mm-hmm. and had it as like the belief pill? So, okay. what if you're notoriously bad at accepting that this pill is going to do anything for you, mm-hmm. and you don't receive the placebo effect? Instead, this is the pill that makes you believe that you are, you know, truly feeling the effects. So it's like a placebo Plus- meta pill. <laughs> Double right. down on the placebo. Um, yeah, and it's still just sugar, <laughs> but it's marketed in such a way that it's yeah, like, I mean- no, this will make you accept a placebo in your body. And therefore make your body do what it needs to do. But it is ultimately just sugar. <laughs> um, I mean, that is in part faith, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. Do you think if it wasn't a pill and it was an injection, you'd believe it more? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of... There's actually loads of really interesting studies into this. It's, it's psych- yeah. psychology, essentially. It's, yeah. is, is yeah. to do with perceptions and preconceived notions about different medicines and their effects on things. You know, yeah. The fact that we much more regularly take pills at home um, because of, of painkillers and things like that would probably suggest, yes, p- pills would make people more comfortable. However, yeah. because we associate... More serious, doesn't it? Well, if, that's what I going to say. However, we associate injections probably with more serious things, more bigger yeah. deals. So we would probably associate Vaccines. a greater effectiveness. But this is all just presumption, but I'm basing this on probably common notions. But this is just yeah, psychology, essentially. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense, apart from the anti-vaxxers who don't believe in it. But of course. Mm. Yeah. There's no help. The second one's a suppository. The suppository is if you want really major effects from the sugar <laughs> pill. How, how, how effective, how effective do you want the sugar pill to be? Because we can do a single course, a double course, very popular at the moment. Or you want to go big, go for the suppository for maximum effect. <laughs> Ultra placebo effect. Guaranteed. 20% extra yeah. effective placebo. <laughs> nice. Well, I think we've covered... Some good ones here. I yeah. hope Patreon That's a, is happy. It's quite a difficult question. It is. Because you've got to think of a fake so, health trend in the first place. True. But, and yeah. then capitalize on it. Mm. But, but it's there all are loads. You've got to watch out, guys. There are loads out there that are just trash. You've got to be careful. Most of uh, much like this big ad break that's coming up oh, wow, in a moment. Um, listen to this product and we'll be back afterwards. Unless you're ad-free, in which case you won't hear a single thing. Hello my friend, my name's Sean and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. See, I told you. The guys that were ad-free, there was nothing there. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, let's move on. Shall we do another hypothetical or would you like to move on to Um, funny news slash I heard about something this week kind of stuff? What's the other hypothetical? Um... I don't know actually because there's a I found three stories not not many really mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll start with a story and then maybe we can go to hypothetical after or something mm-hmm. but um sure so this story is interesting because it just sounds completely just batshit insane so dubai is coping with its 125 degree heat by using laser beam shooting drones to shock rainwater out of clouds 
Cool. Okay. Now, that sounds okay. impressive. WeatherTech. And I, I don't know if it's actually legitimately working. Um, let's see. So this works like a cattle prod for clouds, forcing small water droplets together to create big ones. Um, apparently, Dubai wow. gets four inches of rainfall per year in soil temperatures up to 125 degrees. I think that must be Fahrenheit. Is that Fahrenheit? It does not. It's gotta God, be. it can't be. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Fahrenheit. It's, yeah. it's going to be. It. That, that's going to kill people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the National Center of Meteorology in Dubai uh, has found a new way to make it rain. Um, that's 51, 51 Celsius, drains. guys. 51 Celsius. Jesus. God, that's hot. <laughs> that is we hot. struggled in like 30, what was it, 31? Yeah. It was the other week. Yeah. And that was, that was tough. 50. Oh, no, thank you. So we're looking at an Instagram video from yeah. the official UAE weather okay. claiming that all this rain came from laser. the effects that's of amazing. what they did with the laser. Yeah, Which, I mean, in Dubai, that's a lot of rainfall. It is I a lot. There's a lot of rain going down right there. It's um, that's plentiful rain. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, they've, it shoots the laser storm. beams into the clouds, charging them with electricity. The charge prompts precipitation by forcing water droplets together to create bigger raindrops and then essentially electrifying the air to create rain. That's, that's, very that's cool. insane. That just sounds so like futuristic. It does. And um, then you look yeah. at like other elements of tech and you're like, what? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's just the application of an existing technology in a way that we've sort of... I mean, it makes sense. I, I would say that it's probably not good to start messing around with weather systems like this. Because yeah. maybe, yeah, there's a that, knock-on effect. The thing is that rain will now not fall somewhere else. So, like, the, right. you remember in geography in secondary school when we learned yeah. about the rain cycle and how it's drawn yeah. up, like, clouds form over bodies of water through evaporation. Everything. And then, yeah, what you're describing yeah. there, essentially they're increasing the density of the water molecules in the air, which make it fall, as yeah. in physically it, it, it can't stay up in the air any longer because it's, I guess it's got too much mass, and it drops. Um, at, but that means that that cloud that was going somewhere else has now been prematurely drained essentially Pops. over yeah. over there which could be good i mean if it is just going to go and evaporate over a desert somewhere you're like yeah fair enough i mean the, the, the it might be that that weather is part of a system that just sort of evaporates but mm. i mean you are taking out every everything in nature is a system and a cycle and if you take something out of somewhere it it, it means it's not going to be somewhere yeah. else along the line so I, mm, we'll see nuts, isn't it it's amazing. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, there's quite a lot of synthetic things in Dubai in the sense that obviously they built their own little islands as well off, mm. the, off the coast um, and now forcing rain. That's, uh, that's impressive. Surely that can solve, like, droughts in certain areas. That's like yeah, but then create them, in, but create them in other places, though. Like, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Like, if you... Yes, you, if we were like really perfect at this, God. if we if we understand exactly how the system works and where that weather was going, then yeah. great. But most of the time we don't. <laughs> I, I yeah. like we we always use we've tried to use ecological solutions in the past that we think would work, and sometimes mm. they do, but sometimes they're fucking disastrous. <laughs> like you know, introducing yeah. species to manage other species and things like that is just usually an absolute oh, nightmare. Wait. There's a runaway effect. Yeah. yeah. Oh crap. So it something else to destroy this thing. <laughs> Yeah, um, it would be nicer if they could really cool down Antarctica to stop melting. Yeah. Um, that would be an interesting use of that tech. Yeah, like I don't know how it would create a barrier or something like that. Um, oh, I mean, imagine flooding a whole country that you're trying to invade and destroying their ability to make food. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, could, this article states, happen. yeah, critics of the drone technology worry that it could be in, unintentionally causing a massive flooding basically. Uh, and they're also worried it's going to be privatized, which it probably will be, let's be honest. 
Yeah, so, I, yeah. I imagine the energy required to fire these lasers as well is probably a hell of a huge amount. Maybe generating yeah. some heat as well. I, d I don't know. I think uh, I think it's indicative of the fact that our technology is starting to run away from us before our culture is caught up with it, because yeah. there's not enough clearly not enough individual responsibility that the average person feels in order to be responsible with this technology because mm. like that you know we all need to be very 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 careful and you just with the kind of people we've been getting in power recently you just doubt that they are being careful you doubt mm. they are doing it for any other reason apart from money which is scary because when the money's when the planet's gone money isn't going to fucking matter <laughs> yeah it's, it's just oh, going to be yeah. who dies last is essentially what it will become <laughs> And it's just kind of a bit like, fuck, you know. But hopefully our culture's catching up with it. You know, it will come up through young people. It will come up through generations beneath us, hopefully. Hope, yeah. but I hope it's soon enough. But we definitely need to start taking more responsibility for our individual, like, you know, existence and accept accepting these technologies and accepting these things are happening and understanding the implications of them. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. I think Indeed. a lot of people don't really always understand the full scope of like when these technology how these technologies could be applied and like the effects yeah. they could have um, like to hope that or they, they don't care about the global effect they just care about the yeah local well, it's, in, indivi being... it's individualism yeah which is essentially the, yeah. the latest nightmare to to to, to hit us um it's yeah it's like i imagine that a lot of reconciliation is well they should develop their own weather technologies to fix their problems uh, if they have problems from this yeah. weather on, that we've just created here. But the, the weather um, is connected globally. It's a global problem. Yeah. It's a global thing. So it cannot be treated as a in, like state-based entity. It, the weather is everyone's, yeah. or rather everyone's mm. responsibility. It's like the, it's like the privatization of, uh, well, the, the export to commercial companies for mm -hmm. NASA doing the space race and then putting out contracts to all these companies to do the next Artemis mission to the moon. Mm. It's like it has sped up the space industry a hell of a lot because yeah. the government isn't paying out what it used to in like the, the golden age of NASA. Mm -hmm. However, it does increase that kind of billionaire villain <laughs> creating yeah, their own right. agenda uh, space uh, race. So it's a little worrying, but I see where that goes. Hey, mm. it's fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, as I think the Simpsons probably predicted it somewhere. All of that yeah. stuff. Um, I've I got another story so. here. I've, in fact, I've got two Please. stories that involve masturbation, which, of course, brilliant, is hilarious. Um, it's always funny. So this headline is: Men should ejaculate at least twenty-one times a month. Study says suggests. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Would you believe? Um, so. <laughs> Uh, That's a lot. Let me let me see here. So, researchers at Harvard University found that men who ejaculate at least twenty-one times a month could see their chances of getting prostate cancer slashed by a third. So, wow! So, there's plenty of people listening to this now thinking, "God, I've got to pump up my numbers." Or they're like, "Wow, I'm so safe." Back a bit. Maybe I can yeah, get I'm, an I'm extra third. Safe, yeah. Does that mean if I double this, do I get two thirds off my what chance? What if I'm on forty-two? Yeah, forty-two. How how does the how does that data gathering work? Well, they, do they do like? A pool of people that don't... I don't know. I think uh, they've... Masturbate as much. Sorry, 20, sorry is this 21 times a week? Is that... Uh, 21 a times a month. Oh, <laughs> not a week. Three <laughs> times a day. Wow. I've got to get my yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner <laughs> jack-off sessions in. <laughs> it's healthy. It's going to help you later in life. Come on. Give me a break. 
BRB. Prostate cancer is a big deal. Come on. <laughs> my entire lifestyle is planned around this because it slashes my prostate cancer risk. I'm sorry, guys. I, yeah. I can't stay in this afternoon meeting. I've, I've got to go check on. <laughs> you should be too. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, you, I'm worried about all of you. Let's yeah. go for a group one. <laughs> We should all have a group session right now. Look, it's for our, it's for the greater good. Um, but yeah, it says the study, which was published in European Urology in 2016, involved 31,925 men who filled out three right. questionnaires about. That's a big frequency. fucking sample size, man. That is a yeah. good sample size. And uh, it was ejaculation frequency between 92 and 2010. So quite a long God, period of time. Uh, what and how do you remember like, that, though, in monthly? Like your numbers, do you have they, a they to scratch it on the wall? It, like, okay, that's not cool. Well, you could have that. You could read the report and see the methodology. Yeah. If you if you really care, or is it more yeah. of just a going to take a, a, a conversation prompt? I care more <laughs> about like the direct correlation they're drawing up yeah. when there's so many variables. Mm. I assume that it's like we've we've put this data of people that didn't masturbate as much, and yeah. these this many people got prostate cancer. Yeah. Where it, it could be coincidental, you know. Yeah. How are they tying it directly to masturbation? You know, well, they could have been living in an area Bear in mind that, like, if this is a proper scientific study, they would have had a section on biases, and they would, and they would have, they would have factored biases into their data as well. So, like, it's a fair question, but if this Mm. is a proper study, then hopefully they would have accounted for that, so you can trust what they're saying. Um, You can review it as a peer of theirs, trot if you like, and you go in and be. You, you stand. You come in your white jacket, and you've got like a folder, and things look very officious as you slide into the room, and around you are other very uh, sort of knowledgeable-looking people, and you're like, right, who have I got to watch Jack off? Uh, well, also, I the, can I do the demonstration as to how it's done? Hold on, look, like uh, here's the breakfast one. <laughs> the breakfast one's different. Here's the breakfast. If you warm eaten, up to it. I have oatmeal. I'm hungry. Is anyone, you need to pregame for this. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like protein. Yeah. Before the big workout. Yeah, I got to get ready. I got to. You'd be in great shape. Excuse me. I need to clear my. You would. <clears throat> but that's, I mean. You'd that, be lopsided, but unless you, you mixed it up. Yeah. <laughs> it does say here one in eight men will get prostate cancer. So maybe that's, I mean, it's all correlated. So just remember that's 21 times, guys. 21 times. How many? One in eight. Yeah, one and eight. Oh man, um, that sucks. So, yeah, that's... I think it's also just lack of getting checked as well. Yeah, probably because prostate cancer is relatively treatable, right? Yeah. If it's caught early, uh, like most uh, things like that of that kind, that is curable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's that embarrassment of going to the doctors and getting literally just checked. A little little finger at the bottom, but it's worth it but, to know whether you're going to, you know, have a an illness or not. Because I think, yeah, the alternative is just not worth thinking about. You know? Yeah, um, I do have another I mean, story that relates is a, to this. A bonus, yeah. <laughs> Brucey bonus. Cancer. Yeah, um, <laughs> a small price to pay. Small price to pay. Um, this yeah. one is also themed um, with masturbation, of course. Uh, right-handed man uh, almost masturbates to death. Medical case study. So this is kind of the okay. antithesis <laughs> of the previous article. Um, Don't go too far. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Uh, it says, this fellow redefined mind-blowing sex after he suffered a life-threatening stroke while repeatedly masturbating. Now, medical experts are saying he's lucky he escaped the ultimate unhappy ending. Um, wow. The unnamed 51-year-old right-handed man. I don't know why they keep saying right-handed man. <laughs> they really need to point that out. Uh, Not from a right-hander. Japan, admittedly enjoyed pleasuring himself several times a day, uh, according to the new case uh, study. Um, however, one explosive self-love session went awry when, after climaxing, the serial stroker was struck down by thunderclap headaches and severe vomiting. 
Um, oh god, thunderclap <laughs> headaches yeah. suck. So he was rushed to hosp- okay. hospital um, and found to have low blood pressure. Um, how many times did he do a day? I swear that was in this article. There's like some scans and stuff you can see as well of several times a day. Yeah, several times. Says. Yeah. Um, so he said, yeah. Prior case studies have reported that sex, including the autoerotic variety, uh, was the immediate preceding activity before a ruptured aneurysm in up to 14% of patients. Oh my god. That feels quite That's high, scary, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, hold on. I mean, so I sorry, they're saying, is gonna they're cause, saying 14% yeah, of aneurysms are caused during sex? Yes. Due right. to sexual activity. And they specifically mentioned autoerotic variety because that's probably more dangerous. Um, Choking and yeah. stroking. <laughs> Uh, the risk of death by sex-induced stroke can be com- compounded by taking cocaine or Viagra before the act. So, oh shit! There you go. Some info there. Wow. Do you think both the people? And do you think that that's a common thing when you get to the age where you're you're feeling the the want for Viagra, which yeah. is perfectly acceptable, no judgment this, with article. the whole Viagra thing. But do you think you're also like, like if you're feeling the need to? If you're having enough sex and and need Viagra at a certain age, you're also going to yeah. be like, I should probably do some cocaine as well, just to like, like because you've sure. got you've got the the hard on, and now you're like, right, I need that like energy. I need the energy. <laughs> so, do you think that's just like that is like the standard? Like, oh, what's we'll the is it Viagra and Coke? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, Viagra Coke is brain wet pop. Oh, classic. Uh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. Another one. Another one. Another. It's got to have a name or something, right? Like well, the uh, dude was jacking off. He wasn't even with anyone at the time. That's a Jack and Coke. More sad. So, I mean, like, <laughs> how, how energetic do you think he was being with himself? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it's you know a, a little bit of a sad existence, right? When you feel the need to do that so yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been teenagers. <laughs> I think we know how that would feel. Yeah, uh, be like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm so tired. Cut these damn hands off. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there you go. So that's uh, well. Hopefully, that's enough of a scare to you know yeah. ease him off a bit. Just breakfast, so, lunch, and dinner. Mate. You don't need to do any more than that. <laughs> yeah, twenty-one a month, not a day. <laughs> be sensible. That's the advice, uh, right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there you go. Damn. Yeah. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Uh, I do love a couple of jacking off um, <laughs> stories just yep. to mix in there. There you go. Uh, That's what I'm good for. <laughs> any other final um, bits that you want to throw in? <laughs> I don't on. think so. This I don't last think so. One. Do you, you, say, do you want to save that you one? Read, you read the last one. I just yeah, saw the, the title for it. Yeah. So going from the, all these things about jacking and pumping, the final yeah. one is an unlikely children's entertainer is the title. <laughs> Yeah, it's the pictures are weird as well. Library, <laughs> library apologizes for hosting rainbow dildo butt monkey to entertain children. <laughs> what on Ra- earth is this rainbow about? Rainbow dildo butt monkey. Is that the name? That All seems right. such a long-winded yeah. name. There yes. he is. Oh my god, he's got nipples. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so if you watch that live, that's. Yeah, that's disgusting. Rainbow dildo Not a children's monkey. entertainer. But why were they hired? <laughs> a London library like is apologising for bringing in a rainbow dildo butt monkey to entertain children. Redbridge Libraries hosted um, 
Mandiga Arts Group at Redbridge Library Summer Reading Challenge event Saturday. God, these are long sentences. Yeah. In East London, where video footage posted on social media shows a number of performers outside the event, according to the Evening Standard. One of the performers was dressed in a rainbow monkey costume, exposing fake buttocks and a fake penis. A London <laughs> library... Uh, oh my God, there's another... Uh, it's not immediately clear who the performer was. <laughs> no. Well, they were in a crazy outfit. Jeez. Oh, my God. Uh, but they did apologise for any offence caused. So that's good. <laughs> Sorry. That's not a kid's entertainment. We're that's not scary. ready for that's that nightmare yet. nightmare fuel. I mean, I know clowns uh, are, like, quite common, but they're nightmare fuel as well. But this, that's another level. Oh Our prudish uh, culture isn't ready for the rainbow dildo, dildo butt, butt monkey. monkey. No. <laughs> The, li- the library said, unfortunately, one of the animal costumes was inappropriate, which we were not aware of at the time of booking. We deeply <laughs> apologise for any offence caused. Oh, so I'm trying to scroll down. There's pictures of him at, like stood outside a little with his butt out. <laughs> oh, yeah. His little fake butt just Hold in on. front of a little. Oh, my God. That is horrifying. The dildo is unnecessary, isn't it? That's just not, not on. There's a strawberry person there as well. <laughs> so weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, how are they not arrested? <laughs> or at least cautioned? Like, take the dildo off and the rest it is fine. makes no sense. What makes that what okay? What the hell? What would make that okay? Just taking the dildo off? <laughs> you think? Just the fake butt on the yeah. back. It's funny. So there you Lol. go. That's, uh, that's another weird story Brilliant. I found. <laughs> well, I like it. Yeah. I think that was a great way nice. to round off. And, you know, hopefully for anyone that actually saw it, uh, it's torture. And maybe yeah. put you off do, uh, masturbating several times a day. Mm. Or uh, I might encourage ease you. Ease up. Might be a good one, one, of the, one of your 21 a month. If you need a few more. A week. There you go. A week. Uh, I want to give a huge thanks before we end to yeah. Jed Allen for Jed, sending in that Jed. awesome fingal. Don't forget, just after this, you're going to hear the full version. If you are musically inclined and can make stuff, please send it to hatchat at hat-films.com. Mm-hmm. Like Ross says, it doesn't need to be the theme of the Hatchat. Uh, you can make it whatever you want. As long as you've got like a short little thing that I can take out of it for the intro all good yeah um and hey patrons i hope you enjoyed that ad free experience mm. um if you too want an ad free experience go to our patreon where ross uploads the ad free version yep. and also you get to involve yourself in the polls as well we kind of want to try and give something back to you guys a little bit get you involved so mm-hmm. i give out a poll every week of like three hypotheticals and you guys vote for the ones that want to that are definitely going to be in the next one so do that for episode 61 if you could Indeed. much appreciated thank you and that, that is about it that we have today again we'll be back next week on friday with more hijinks and hypotheticals mm. so we hope you've enjoyed this episode today any final words um rainbow dildo butt monkey is coming yeah. to your party <laughs> yeah maybe we should get three outfits uh, and do some children's shows. Yeah, make the most inappropriate child entertainer you can. Yeah, oh. I'm down for that. All right, let's get cracking on that. <laughs> Just a gimp yeah. suit covered in stick-on dildos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. look at me! I'm one of yeah, those yeah. like Hellraiser. Yeah. Dildos. Interactive. <laughs> yeah. Come on, kids, brush your hand. Oh, he's going to run past you now. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Put a blindfold on. <laughs> And you've got to chase gonna... him around a room. Oh, no. That's all it is. There's nothing else. That's it. That's the game. All right. It's just blindfold, chase the dildo man, <laughs> the porcupine. Uh, right. On that note, have a great week, and we'll see you next Friday. Indeed. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.